0: Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real, tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelming and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey there, Bold Leader. Tara here. I have a quick question for you. What might be possible for you if you knew the exact revenue goal to set in your business instead of plucking a number out of thin air? Maybe you'd pay yourself more. You might grow your team so you can get support. You could reinvest your profits and start accruing wealth. Not knowing your revenue goal and the why behind it means you're losing out on making some wildly profitable and bold choices in your business. You know what they say, money loves purpose. Setting a revenue goal is one thing. Setting the best revenue goal for you and your business is quite another Knowing how to set a revenue goal that has meaning and purpose to you is what will make you a financial powerhouse. It will also keep you out of social media comparison-itis because you shouldn't give a flying fiddly fart what your Instagram neighbor is making if it's not going into your bank account. If it's not going into your bank account, it's just noise keeping you from focusing on what will make an impact on your family. We have created a free calculator that's simple and easy to use, and that's your first step in setting your very own revenue goal. Ready to give your dollars a job? Set a revenue goal right now with our revenue goal calculator. Head on over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com forward slash revenue you even get guidance from me on how to use it. So head on over to get started, and I'll be there walking you through step by step. That's the bold leadership forward slash revenue and get your revenue goal calculator right now. It's time to stop living paycheck to paycheck and paying yourself like the expert you are. Hey, hey, bold leaders. It is Tara here. Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast and Today, tee hee hee, I'm going rogue on my team, okay? So they usually tee up my podcast topics and kind of outline them for me, and then I go in and fill them in just to, you know, somebody isn't writing these episodes for me. It is still me, um, my words, me recording them, but they kind of do some of that heavy lifting. And they'd given me a whole bunch of podcast ideas, and then I said, I'm going to go do my own thing. So we're going to see how this works out. Today I'm talking about why I talk about money, and we're going to lead into a series of of episodes that are more around financial literacy and well-being than, say, tips, tricks. I'm not going to be talking a lot about sales, maybe. I'm not talking a lot about sales or some of the other things I talk about. This is like just pure money talk for week after week after week. So Make sure you tune back in for the next few weeks as these roll out. Uh, some of the topics might seem a little dry. However, they are things that you want to know because you are asking me and or I am watching you. Let's be honest. Fuck it up. Right. So this is me talking about I'm going to talk about the drier, maybe slightly boring things about money. However, I promise I'm going to try and make it entertaining, probably a few more F-bombs in the process, and make it sexy. Well, how do I make it sexy? If I, if, I, if I talk with an alluring voice, does that make it sexy? I don't know. We'll have to figure this out. So today, anyway, here we go. I am talking about why I talk about money. And as a reminder to you, if you are new to this podcast, my owner's statement, the reason why I own a business, is to build a business that is in service to my health while creating extraordinary wealth for myself and others. Additionally, my mission is to help a 1,000 small business owners increase their owner's pay by 50% by 2026 while reducing their work time. I want to see you all pay yourselves, pay yourselves well, give yourself fat pay days, pay increases, and work less. And that is what we teach. I have a model that helps us do it, and I have a lot of research and proven foundational strategies that allow you to focus on high-impact activities that are easy on your energy, and so we'll probably be talking through a little bit of that formula in the next couple of episodes as well. But that is my mission, to help at least, at least a thousand women. Heck, if I could do more, I'm all at it. I'm all for it. And listen, if you are somebody who identifies with building a business that's in service to your health while creating extraordinary wealth for yourself, I want you to share this episode. Don't hold out on them. We all rise together. Don't hold out. All right. So... I want to say, first and foremost, that I have tried to avoid talking about money. I have tried to avoid talking about money for years. You can ask my team, my coaches, my husband, my mentors, my CFO. You can ask them. This is not something <laughs> that I have wanted to talk about. And if you go way back in the Wayback Machine, you will see my struggle with this over time. I'll never forget, it's It's 2018. Yeah, 2018, where Stacy Harris joins my team on a consistent and regular basis to produce the podcast. And she goes into what is at that point, probably a year's worth of podcast content and says, you know, your highest downloads are when you talk about money. And I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. I'm going to still talk about all these other things and not talk about money that much. And so it took me, it wasn't until that was 2018. And I, It wasn't until 2020 that we even rebranded the podcast from the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. So listen, I'm just keeping it real here. And that is how I talk about money. We are going to keep this shit real. So the last thing I have wanted to do is put myself out there on the internet and talk about money. It really doesn't feel safe for me to do this. And when I say safe, I mean in my body, it doesn't feel safe. And I ebb and flow, Between softening the message and just saying it the way I want to say it, which inevitably turns into a bit of a spicier message, it turns up the heat and dysregulates my nervous system. It might dysregulate your nervous system too, hearing it in that direct and and blunt of a matter. But it dysregulates my nervous system, so while nobody has directly called me out, and to be honest, you all really love my spicier episodes, you DM me and you're like, that was fire, you were salty, spicy, like all the things, right? Ranty. You like when I I bring my New Yorkness to these episodes, and I appreciate that you appreciate that because that is scary for me to do. And when you ping me in my DMs and you're like, that was a good episode. I'm like, oh thank goodness they're they're not gonna come after me with pitchforks and and you know, I don't know, fire and and burn me alive. So that really feels good when you do that. And while nobody has actually done that or called me out directly, I have certainly heard the well, you just make money because you talk about money, which is something I have feared for a long time and has kept me not talking about money because I don't want to be one of those people who make money because they talk about money or the coach who wasn't successful talking about what they want. So all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're talking about sales with having no background in sales. You know, you know that cliche, right? That we see on the internet, the, the pseudo experts, the, the fake it till you can make it bunch, right? I don't ever want to be that person, but I'm actually not. I've always made money, regardless of what I talk about, because I excel at the competencies, skills, and abilities it takes to make money, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable I feel in the making of the money. I am a rainmaker. I am an opportunity creator. I'm someone who sees value and knows how to position it. I've always been that person, even when I was a kid. So, I talk about money because I'm good at it. I talk about money because I understand money is energy and it's a tool. I talk about money because I have neutrality. I have hard earned neutrality around money. You know, people tell me that I talk about money in a way that does not jack up their nervous system. And I love that, right? Like, that is what I am here to do. I talk about money because I love it. I find it fun and consider it my hobby. I spend hours a day reviewing numbers, looking at investment charts, playing with my P&L. That sounds naughty. That does. It sounds naughty. A few weeks ago, I was sitting around the fire pit on a Friday night reading one of these crypto companies' bankruptcy filings, the actual filing from their bankruptcy. And I looked up from my iPad and I said to my Huntsman, I'm slightly horrified that this is how I'm spending my Friday night. And I was like, I made the mistake. I'm like, is this attractive to you? Like, does this, like, how, like, do I need to kind of rethink this? And and he's like, no, it's like he, of course, my husband is equally as nerdy. We're both big business nerds. And, you know, he was like, oh, well, you know, like most of me thinks it's sexy and attractive, but also can we do something else tonight? (laughs) Maybe save that for a weekday. So listen, my love for money, as well as my competence has come over time. And when I started my business, I was twisted up in knots about money and didn't understand how it worked in my business, like many of you. And whenever I share these like stories that go way back to the beginning, I cringe. Like I could feel the red and the heat rising to my face, which is why this is a podcast and not a YouTube video. But when I started my business, I was charging 10 dollars per hour for coaching. I had a master's degree and 15 plus years of experience, and I was charging $10 per hour, less than what babysitters charge, okay? I was not recording a single transaction, and it was an incredibly rude awakening. Let's all have a good laugh. It was inc- it might This might be a rude awakening for you right now. You might be this many days old when you first heard this, but it was a big rude awakening for me when I realized that $100,000 in revenue... Does not equal a hundred thousand dollars in salary. Like when you're pregnant, like eight months pregnant, and it dawns on you that the baby has to come out. Is it just me? Or am I late? To, am I late to the really late to the party on these things? Had that, did that dawn on anybody? I was like eight months pregnant. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this needs to, this thing is kicking and moving and it needs to exit my body. How? Right? It was like the same kind of a moment. At the end of my first year in business, my husband had to swoop in and rescue me by entering all my transactions into the accounting software and figure out my taxes. And I hated it. I'm sure he was fairly unfazed, but I perceived him to be super annoyed and mansplaining. Mansplaining he was. I'm telling you, I swear it. And when I went to hire a bookkeeper, because I'm like, I am never doing this again with you. If we want to stay married, this is not a good use of our time together There will not be enough therapy in the world to save us if we have to do this again. And honestly, I was at that point where I was like, fuck these dudes and their money. Like, It's my time. It's I'm going to be a woman of means, a wealthy woman, and I'm going to figure this out. And so I went to hire a bookkeeper. When I went to hire a bookkeeper, he told me I couldn't hire someone until I learned how to do it on my own. I had to learn how to do my own data entry first. And He was right, but good Lord, I was pissed. Good Lord, I was pissed, but he was right. We cannot abdicate these things in our business. I see this all the time women wanting to hire um, people to do sales for them or to be call setters or social sellers or or whatever the thing, without even understanding their own sales process, without even understanding sales, without understanding how to manage somebody doing sales, without being able to sell anything themselves, don't do it. Don't do it. You can't abdicate. That's not the way we get to abundance. Mm -mm. Abdicate your way to abundance. You abdicate abundance. I just made that up. It should go on a t-shirt. Just saying. Listen, so... When I started my business at 39, I hadn't even really paid any bills. Each week, my check got direct deposited, and John handled everything. So this goes back to before we were even married, because we were together for a long time, and then we lived together for about a year. And even when we were living together, I was just like, yeah, here's the money. Let's just combine accounts. I can't be fucked off about this. You handle it. Like, I I didn't... abdicate abdicated completely abdicated right so i didn't have a good practice around my money so in 2016 i vowed to make hundred thousand dollars in revenue and gain a shred of financial literacy now in my 20s i read all the finance books My 401k was on autopilot. I could hear Susie Orman in my head. But reading and taking action to apply the knowledge are two different things. Very different things. And I came from a corporate background where I was no stranger to budgets and P&L, but it's wildly different when it's your own business. Factor in generational narratives, society's bullshittery, the fuckery of the internet, and taking control of your business finances can be quite the ride. So from that moment in 2016 to now, I really buckled up, ladies. I buckled up, right? I raised the bar for myself, and I now raise the bar for all of you. And I went from a goal of making $100,000 in revenue per year to investing, a goal of investing $100,000 in my business and personal development and being the woman who invests in herself at that level. Then I set a goal of having a team that I pay $100,000 to so I can make money easier, have more time back, give people jobs that they find interesting and enjoyable, and not be alone in my business. To flash forward to most recently, we're setting a goal of investing $100,000 a year so my profit continues to grow without me having to work for it. And we are going to get there. We're going to talk about that in this series, quite a few episodes down, because we are a long way from where you are right now to there. Which gives me, you know, being able to do this and, and seeing these goals gives me a hella lot of peace of mind as a business owner. My next goal is to be able to pull that ripcord whenever I want. Currently, I do still have to work to maintain my lifestyle, but now I think about the day when I don't have to do that. Of course, I'm most likely going to still choose to work because thankfully, when I retired from corporate America, I created something that fuels me on most days and allows me to step back when it doesn't. But having that option of pulling that ripcord sounds dreamy, especially if that becomes an option in the next five to 10 years while I'm 50 or 55, right? This whole concept of like retiring at 65, mm-mm, mm-mm, for the muggles, no, mm-mm, not for us small business owners. We have way more control over our money than that. Even now, my business revenue goals are based on what I want my life to look like and not some weird ego-driven garbage that someone else deems as valid, Right? My goals are based on the things that I just shared with you. My next goal, my revenue goal is based on what do I need to do to provide for my family to hit $100,000 invested and be on track to be able to pull that ripcord whenever I want. That's the number I hit. Not seven figure this, not eight figure whatever. No, that's my goal. And that is why we have the revenue goal calculator, right? That's why we created that for you. So you can be on track in that way as well. So I talk about money, not because I'm exceptional at managing money and using it as a tool. I am. But because like the Stoic philosophy and Ryan Holiday suggests, the obstacle is the way, Right? This has been an obstacle for me that I have hunkered down, dug into, figured out, rumbled with, gnashed my teeth on, leaned into, gotten uncomfortable with. I may not understand all the intersections that come with every single person's lived experience, but I know enough to be open to that and open to it. And I know that your journey with money isn't as simple as it seems. Selfishly, I talk about money because I'm ready for women to rise to a level of unprecedented economic power. I'm ready for it. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I want more wealthy women friends who realize that relying on someone else to meet your financial goals is riskier than any investment you can ever make. Bet on you, ladies. Bet on you. I want women to have more time with their families, to be compensated exceptionally well for the work they do, to have the financial resources required to support their health, experience more fun, and whatever else they want to do. That's the thing. I want you to have the choice and options you want, the freedom you deserve, and the power you crave so deep in your soul that you are afraid to give it voice. These are the things that women tell me on calls that they're not talking about on social media, that they're not talking about on Instagram, that they want power and freedom and choice and options. So here I am, me and my microphone, desperately wanting to share everything I've learned in the last 20 plus years with you to combat some of the misinformation you might find on the internet, to raise the bar for you and say, listen, I have higher expectations is a dirty word. I do. I have higher expectations for you because I know it's possible. I know you can do it. I believe in you. I believe that everything you want is here for you right now. I have to believe that. That is my worldview. I will not not ever not believe that because then then I will have lost hope and that's not a good place to be. And I'm here to talk about the stuff that nobody talks about, which brings me to how I am closing out this episode. I am challenging each and every one of you to get right with your money stuff because if you can't get right with the money stuff, you have no business running a business so I am here to implore you to give your relationship with money serious consideration because I very much do want to see more women leverage their small businesses to create wealth in this world. If you found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.